because the outside world rejects you. My calculations are correct. Let's do some serious shit. I'm a nerd. Pretty proud of it. Learn it, know it, live it. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, be who you want to be. Follow your dreams, not other people's dreams. The most important thing is that you have to remember you're only worth as much as you say you're worth. Tell yourself, I am the best. Tell yourself, I can, I can, I can. And never use these words, I can't. Because if you use the words, I can't, you will never succeed. People have the wrong impression about success. Success is not measured on the amount of money you have. Success is not measured on how much money you have in their pocket. Success is measured on are you happy in life? Are you happy at your job? Are you happy in your relationship? Are you happy with who you are? Because if you're not, you need to change it. No one else. Remember, the words you speak control your thoughts. Your thoughts control your body. Your body controls your actions, and your actions become your characteristic. Yeah, and I got to tell you, man, that's pretty fucked up. Um, R.I.P. J.D.F., Jason, David, Frank, better known as Tommy of the Power Rangers. Uh, the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, many other roles on top of that. That's fucked up because, you know, you hear about this happening to not only celebrities, but people in your life, and you never fucking see that shit coming, especially with him. Uh, Lena and I and Piper were all fortunate enough to get to meet him at a Comic-Con. He was such a cool dude. Like, he, you know, out of everybody we've ever met, he seemed like the kind of guy that would have it all together. And apparently there was something more going on that we all saw. So... Uh, rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Many thoughts and prayers. I hate saying thoughts and prayers, but you know, much love to everybody around him, his friends, his family, so on and so forth. Anyway, this is the podcast of pain. The podcast where we talk about any and everything nerd, movies, video games, even Funko Pops. And we sometimes talk about it twice in a row. That's right. Uh, the other day that we, Will and I, uh, we recorded this episode 16 on our favorite Christmas movies, and I'm a technical fucking idiot. There's no going around it. There's no getting out of it. I am a technical fucking idiot. And uh, trying to Skype, bring in phone conversations to this mixer, uh, use the StreamYard, all that. There's there's just a lot of shit going on, and there's different settings and such, and I'm not going to bore you with all that bullshit. Anyway, I'm here recording it by myself because my partner in crime is not fucking here. And he's ghosting me like I'm some fucking fat chick that he picked up from the bar. He got some, and now he doesn't want to talk to me. So, fuck him. I'm going to bring up my uh, my notes that I have and do the best I can. Hopefully, I don't bore you motherfuckers. Anyway, um, yeah, this episode of the Podcast of Pain is brought to you by Minor Vana Toys and Collectibles. If they don't have it, you don't need it. Tactical Trash Out, Make Your Neighbors Jealous, which I think I'm going to take them out of the fucking run, out of the running, because... Curtis has changed up his fucking thing. I think I, I have an idea for Tactical Trash Out as of now because now he's just hauling away rubbish. He has his own uh, fleet of garbage cans, and he is taking uh, trash from Leone and Napoleon Townships. So I don't think anybody in Napoleon or Leone Township listens to my show, so fuck them. Fuck them. If you, if you have a dead body or whatever in those areas and you need somebody to get it, call Tactical Trash Out. 517-395-3628. Tell him the podcast of Payton sent you, and he will give you a free on-site estimate. No questions asked. Try and clean up a little bit. You don't want to make it super obvious that you're getting rid of a body, but he'll he'll haul it for you, starting at $30 a month. Great big green cans. They're awesome. Anyway, we are also brought to you in part by Chimera Illustration and Design. He's the guy that made our logo. You know he's legit, and you know his work is the shit. So... Check him out. Everybody's on Facebook, except for me. I caught another fucking Facebook ban, and I'm really, you know what? I've decided that Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and all his little cronies, that is not a safe place for me to be anymore. 
I don't know exactly where I'm going to go because everybody and their mom's on Facebook. That's how they communicate. That's how they post all their information and uh, their fun events and such. I am not, uh, I am not, <laughs> my sense of humor is just not welcome there. I think they have it in for me. I think that uh, I was the type of person that would say something off-putting to them and it just stuck with them all through fucking high school. You know, I think that they have kids that go to school with my kids and my kids can't bring treats to school because their kids are allergic to peanut butter or gluten or whatever the fuck. So they have it in for me. I think I have like 10 more days left and it probably won't be too long before I am back in Facebook jail. So be on the lookout for that. I'm not even going to mention Patreon anymore. I only have two fucking Patreons, uh, two patrons rather. Uh, Queef Hurley and Brian Ritson of Chimera Illustration Design. I appreciate your guys' support. And uh, on that note, I do have cups. I have cups coming for you. My homegirl at work is making cups. And uh, these ones that Will and I just got are fucking dope. They glow in the dark. <laughs> They're fucking dope. Uh, I am going to market them as shot glasses. They're a little bit bigger than shot I think they're pint glasses, honestly. But... Uh, both Keith and uh, Brian Ritson are going to receive those, hopefully in time for Christmas. You guys deserve it. I wish I could do more, but, you know, that's how life goes sometimes. And when and where I am able to do more, you will be the first on the list, I promise. Uh, let's see. Podcast shout-outs. Partners in Crime. Ashley and Curtis. Ashley and Curtis. Even though I'm recording this a second time, I still have beat you in number of episodes for my podcast. This is episode 16. Technically 16.5, but I, I have more episodes than you guys now. So get on the ball, man. You guys aren't at work. I retire, Every time I go and pick up the kids who live real close to uh, Ashley and Curtis, Curtis is, is at home playing PlayStation. And I don't know what the hell Ashley's doing. Oh, I take that back. Curtis probably has killed Ashley and is using tactical trash out as a front to dispose of her body. It's smart. Garbage man. I mean, homeboy, my homeboy, Errol, he is a uh, waste management consultant himself. And if I ever needed to get rid of a body, I would definitely ask him, like, what's the best way? What directions do your trucks go in? When do they all come together and dump all at one place? You know, how does, what does that process look like? So if this was my situation that I needed to get rid of, how would you guys handle it? If the cops were going nosing around, how would you guys help me facilitate that? So I think that's a pretty good cover. Like I said, tactical trash out. 517-395-3628. Napoleon and Leone Township currently. Tell them the podcast of pain sends you. What else? What else we got going on? Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot going on. I currently have two, four, five, six alcoholic beverages in front of me. Uh, I'm rocking two Coors Lights, two Bush Lights, Looks like a Bud Light, and it looks like a Seagram's Escape cocktail. Strawberry margarita. You're asking why and where the hell did I get these? I found these in a uh, suspicious-looking duffel bag near uh, where my kid's mom lives, and I picked it up. There, It was full of fucking alcohol. I'm like, worst-case scenario, I'll get a cheap buzz. I think there's also some uh, summer shandy out there, but I ain't drinking that nasty shit. Anyway... So that's what I'm rocking right now because I'm broke as fuck and it's not payday yet. So let's continue with the show. Oh, I also want to take a pause. I've been harassed by several of you motherfuckers. Where's the new episode? Where's the new episode? Where's the new episode? Where's the new episode? You going to do the episode yet? What's going on? I have a normal fucking job, motherfuckers. Okay? I have kids. I, I don't have a bubblegum job that shuts the fuck down at 5 o'clock. I don't keep banker's hours. I don't get done until the fucking mail is done. So if you are, uh, I don't know, an advertiser and you're one of those pricks that sends out those fucking auto ads, uh, shout out Adrian Motors, or no, Albion Motors, Albion Motors, and I have to give them to every single fucking house on my route, it's going to take longer to do, you know? Uh, I don't get done with work until it's fucking dark outside. So I apologize that I'm not a fucking superhero for any and everybody in my life. I told you that was the fucking game in the first place. I told you I was an asshole not to expect a whole lot out of me. I'm doing this purely for fun because the podcast, The Pain, let's face it, does not pay the motherfucking bills. Not yet. Keith Hurley and uh, Brian Ritson are the only ones making that wish possible, if it was ever possible. So everybody else hounding me better get the fuck on the ball and start throwing me uh, 
throwing me some Benjamins. <laughs> if you want me to fucking, if you guys want to press me like that. Anyway. Whew. Yeah, it's time for a drink. Brought to you in part by Coors Light and some random asshole who had a duffel bag full that left it out in the woods somewhere. A little bit of the bubbly. It's not too bad. Doesn't taste as much like pee water as like Corona. I'm still going to fucking drink it. Anyway, uh, what have I been up to the last few weeks? Watched movies, played some video games. Not really played some video games. The kids and I are heavily rocking Black Ops 3 for PlayStation 4. They are uh, frighteningly, uh, they're getting very good at these fucking shooter games. So, just saying. You guys pester me and I'm an asshole. My kids take after me with their attitude and their ideas and such. And they're very, very handy at Black Ops 3. Just going to put that out there. As far as video games, I don't really have anything to mention as far as upcoming games. I know the Harry Potter game's coming out. That looks pretty fresh. Luckily, I don't have to drop 600 bucks to get a new age uh, console to play it. It will be available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and up. Even looks like it's going to drop for the Nintendo Switch, so that's going to be kind of curious. Check that out. Um, video games, video games, video games, video games. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Here we go. Um, yeah, I got no video game news. I know God of War, everybody and their mom's talking about God of War Ragnarok. I have not got there yet. I fucking work. I have bills. And they do not involve a new generation system, so fuck you. I am glad that you are enjoying it, but fuck you for the time being. I will play it when a PlayStation fucking 7 drops. PlayStation 6, whatever. You know what I mean. Uh, what else has been going on? So uh, the homie, Stero Errol, and I uh, went to Twisted Fright Fest on Devil's Night. This is, oh, fuck, almost a month ago already. And uh, the only reason we got there is because Errol commissioned me. He pressured me like a fucking uh, prom date to make us a fucking poster. Anybody that knows, since about 2016, I've gotten into the market of making my own, well, for us, making um, custom posters to get signed for VIP signings. Uh, I believe the first one, if I'm not mistaken, was Tech 9. And we got every, I forget what, I think it was... uh, I forget the name of the fucking tour, but you know what I'm talking about. It was at state. Uh, it was at uh, the state theater. Oh, who else was there? Uh, Stevie Stone, Chris Calico, Seth Crew, uh, Mayday, Chris Ritz, Seth Crew. We got everybody to sign them. It was a pain in the ass trying to find pictures of everybody because, like, the band Mayday. You Google them, and it looks like there's fucking five or six guys in that group. But when we actually got there, it was just Burns and Wreck. Two guys. All the other guys were off doing other shit. So that was a pain in the ass. And that just kind of irritates my nerd butthole. You know what I mean? Like, I've got five people on a poster, two signatures. It irritates me. But anyway, uh, I think the following week, we went and saw Twisted. And we got Twisted, Blaze, Boondocks, Lex the Hexmaster, and ROC. And, you know, it's pretty dope looking at this shit on the wall. So that became a thing. And he pressed me. He said, hey, man, want to make a poster for the Twisted VIP? I'm like, no, dude, I can't go. I'm not, uh, I don't have any money, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I'll get your ticket and I'll get your VIP and all this other bullshit, you know. And I'm like, dude, I just don't have another fucking poster in me. I'm stressed out. I don't have enough time for me, you know, trying to explain, like, real life shit. And I'm tired and Try not to be a dick about it. And he tells me, well, you got two months. <laughs> Fuck you. I already bought the tickets. What a fucking dick. So I got that fucker made. And it's like the day before we went. Uh, I think Axe Murder Boys were in a, a car accident. And they were injured. They weren't able to continue the tour or be on the tour. And they got replaced with an artist called Cody Manson. So I have a void on the poster. Cody Manson, I basically had him just draw over young Wicked's face, because, like, you know, I've been stressing myself out over this fucking poster. Finally got it done. I can show you, like, the progress. I think I will on the Podcast of Pain Instagram. I will show you the process, the progress that I made, what the first poster looked like, 
and what the final product signed and tagged up, what that looks like. And you guys can get an idea of how stressed out I make myself over doing this shit. But I've made posters for uh, for Tech Nine, for Twisted, for all the bands on Magic Ninja Entertainment. Uh, I made a Red Dead Redemption poster. I made a Halloween-based poster of that James Jude Courtney and Nick Castle both signed. So that was really cool. I like making shit that people don't have. Like You can't walk into a store and buy this particular poster. There's only one or two in existence. That's That's kind of what drives me to do it. So I'll post some pictures of that stressful, stressful fucking contraption as soon as humanly possible. Uh, movie news. Do I have any movie news? Uh, let's see. Not really. No. Okay. We saw, uh, me and my girlfriend saw Terrifier 2. Gory, bloody as all hell, like ridiculously as such. It wasn't to the point where either one of us were nauseous. We were just like, God damn, dude, I think she's dead. You know, that kind of thing. Blood galore. Um, the story, I hear that they're making a third one. I just hope that it doesn't involve some kind of uh, origin story for Art the Clown. He has quickly become my favorite slasher character, being the fact that Friday the 13th is still kind of in limbo. I think we're closer to another movie. As a matter of fact, I think that there's a Peacock, season, uh, peacock series called Crystal Lake coming out in the next six months, maybe a year. I don't know. Not really having a whole lot of hope or faith in that just based on this and that that I've seen. I really like the the indie ones, the indie films, the crow-funded ones, the fan films, if you will. Those are pretty, like, don't hike in the woods, don't hike in the snow. Oh, uh, Jason Rising. There were a few other ones that were really fucking good. They had uh, Tommy Matthews or Tom Matthews, Tommy Jarvis return, play his, reprise his role. I think that C.J. Graham came to play Elias Voorhees, Jason's father. So they were interesting. I just don't know how much faith I have in Hollywood at this point with those kind of stories. You know, I don't have any desire to see another Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm completely shut off from watching another Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Halloween Kills. That's another film that we watched on fucking Peacock. Uh, I knew it was going to be shit, but I had to. I had to know. What happens? I had to know what happens in the end. What happens to Lori? What happens to Michael? What happens to Allison? Everybody that's left in Haddonfield. What the fuck happens? So, I don't know that I want... I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it because I don't think anybody should have to sit there and pay money to watch this fucking garbage. I really enjoyed 2018. And if it was a standalone, uh, picking up... Uh, Picking up from the original 1978, you know, 40 years later or whatever, it would have been dope. You know, he tracks down, he, he's going to kill Laurie Strode. She traps him in the basement. It's a fucking inferno. He's dead, or so we think. You know, it's implied that he's not dead, but you know. You know, but you don't know. And uh, I really don't think that they needed to do sequels after that. I really don't. I think that Halloween Kills was a fucking shit show. There are a lot of things that made that even worse than a shit show. And I didn't have a whole lot of hope going into this. Halloween ends. I hope that they were going to wrap it up. But even the bits and pieces of the story that I heard going into it, I wasn't really, wasn't really hopeful. And, yeah, it takes place four years after Halloween kills. Michael Myers has been hanging out in a fucking sewer. So I don't know how the fuck that works. I don't know how he just goes from this ultimate killing machine to now, oh, shit, I'm all burnt up, so I'm just going to hang out in a fucking sewer. Nobody's heard or seen him in four years. And it coincides with another murder that takes, well, not homicide, another death that happens in Haddonfield. Corey, this babysitter, has something to do with a child's death. And he's kind of like marked. He's like the new monster, if you will. It's not as bad as that seems. He's just... He just seems like he's trying to continue on with life, get through life, make something out of himself, get through this horrendous situation. I mean, it's also a tragedy and a trauma on his end. You know, he feels horrible. But uh, Michael Myers gets tied into it. It's just, a, it's just a fucking shit show. I don't know why Jamie Lee Curtis put her fucking name on this. I don't know why she put her name on fucking Resurrection. I don't know why she put her name on so many of the Halloween films that came out. I'm actually more... In 
enticed to go back and watch Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie because that was a fucking shit show, too. I didn't really understand what the fuck was going on at the halfway mark. I still don't really know that I want to know. But Halloween ends is a complete and total shit show. That's my two cents for that. Uh, any other movies that I've watched? I uh, just got done watching, what is it, The Beast with Idris Elba? So this guy takes his daughters to Africa somewhere. I mean, this is just the gist of it. I was only half-ass paying attention to it. I wanted to see what happens. But he takes his daughters to fucking Africa. Uh, his wife passes away, so there's something that draws them there. And um, let me see if I can just get a quick, because I didn't write this shit down. Nah, beast, there we go. A father and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving the Savannah has but one apex predator. It's one of those situations where, <laughs> this is actually one of those situations where my, my daughter Piper became one of those bitches you see at the theater yelling at the screen because the characters are acting so ridiculously stupid, you know? Why the fuck are you there in the first place? Like, why did you think that was a good idea? There's lions. You see bodies, and you're still fucking there. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's one of those ridiculous fucking stories. Like, if it happened in real life, <laughs> nobody's making it out. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if you're a fucking Arnold or Rambo or whatever. You don't belong in that area. Plain and simple. I am not the type, like, if somebody says, hey, do you want to go to the fucking Sahara Desert and check out uh, some kind of safari? No, I don't. Going to Battle Creek, uh, what's that, uh, Binder Park? Going there. Going there and seeing their big Africa exhibit is as close to going to Africa as I'm ever going to fucking get. I'm still a little leery about animals breaking free in that motherfucker. Can you imagine that shit? Having a goddamn lion or a giraffe breaking free and roaming out in fucking Battle Creek, Michigan. That's wild. It could happen. You've seen crazier shit. So, yeah, it's one of those movies where I'm just like, you're dumb. That's one of those stay-the-fuck-at-home type of movies. Like, I put that up there with Hostel. I put that up there with any movie where you go to a fucking foreign country. Broke Down Palace, where you go to a foreign country and, and some shit goes awry and you find yourself in a really fucked situation and you just don't think you're going to make it out. Most of them don't. Yeah, I say the fucking home. I'm content with Jackson, Michigan, and all this fucking snow that's out here right now. Gather round, elves. Gather round. It's time to go over the list for all the nice boys and girls this year. What's on the list, Santa? Let's take a look. It looks like little Avery wants a Mezco talking Pennywise doll. Errol wants a Super 7 Jack Skellington. Marvel Legends? Defenders of the Earth? Twisted Bunko Pops? What the hell is that? My thoughts exactly, Lena. Jeez, I hope we don't have to disappoint any boys and girls this year. Santa, I got a guy. Matt, it's Piper. We need a favor. Minor Vana Toys and Collectibles. A selection so dope that even Santa's getting the hook up. With all of this year's hottest releases from Super 7, Mezco, NECA, and of course, Funko Pops. Minard Vana Toys and Collectibles. Find them on Instagram and Facebook. In person shopping by appointment only. Jesus. Um, Comic Con news. This is a little bit more exciting. Astronomicon 6 was announced. It is going to be at Burton Manor again in Livonia, Michigan. And they have announced three. Count them. Three guests. Uh, three of them have not been there. So these are the debut of uh, Doug Bradley, better known as Pinhead from Hellraiser, the original Pinhead. Uh, Tony Todd from Candyman, 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 Candyman. You have to say that in the mirror, though, don't you? Yeah, fuck it. And James O'Barr, the creator of The Crow. So hopefully, I think I might get off my ass and try and meet James O'Barr. He looks like a fucking dickhead. And I can read people. You know, if I get that vibe, I'm not going to fucking spend my money to talk to you and have you look at me sideways like I'm some asshole that doesn't leave his parents' basement ever except to go to a Comic-Con. But yeah, your uh, tickets and VIP packages are available at astronomicon.com. Astronomicon.com. They're also on Facebook. 
Man, mention that the podcast of pain sent you. I, I think that would tickle them a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I also mentioned to Sterile Errol, my homie, my dog, my brother from another mother. I will be doing yet another fucking poster for us to get signed. It's probably just going to be Twisted and the MNE crew. I'm going to make this one a little bit more special. Like I said, only two or three of us are going to have one. I might make one for the girls. I don't know yet. Uh, Other comic-related news. Like I mentioned, we lost Jason David Frank of the Power Ranger fame. 49, man. That's creeping up on me. I haven't done jack shit with my life, so... It, it, it gets to you. It really does. We also lost legends um, Kevin Conroy, who's basically Batman. He is the uh, the definitive voice of Batman. The animated series Batman. He was uh, the rock star, rock steady video game Batman. Yeah, the good Batman. It's not a Ben Affleck. It's not Val Kilmer. It's Kevin fucking Conroy. We lost him. Uh, he was up there, too. I think he was like 78, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe that was Gallagher. We also lost comedy legend Gallagher. <clears throat> right around the same time, man. They're all just, they're all taking off on us. Um, do I have anything else of note to mention? Um, yeah, so let's see. No, not really. I don't. I really, I really, really don't. Only thing related to Comic-Con news that I have... Uh, I went out to my Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles right here in Jackson, Michigan, and I picked up a new stash. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Universal Monster crossover figures. If you haven't seen them, you need to check them out. They are produced by NECA. And currently on the roster of available figures, there is uh, Raphael portraying Frankenstein's monster, uh, Leonardo portraying the Hunchback of Notre Dame, April O'Neil, and I mean um, the, the 1990s Judith Hogue, April O'Neil, is portraying the Bride of Frankenstein. Master Splinter is playing Van Helsing, and Michelangelo is the Mummy. So that leaves Donatello. I believe he is playing the Invisible Man. I can't wait for that one. And there's rumor, I haven't seen pictures, but there are rumors that Casey Jones is going to be portraying, portraying uh, the Phantom of the Opera. Because he's the guy with the mask, right? You know, it'd be pretty, pretty fucking dope. So, uh, my Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles. Also, in uh, my Nerd, my Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles talk, we produced, we here at the Podcast of Pain produced a brand new Christmas related commercial for the homie. So, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. He enjoys it. And uh, we also mentioned Twisted Funko Pops are on pre-order. I think I've seen them available at Walmart or maybe not Walmart, maybe somewhere else. Doesn't matter. If you're anybody that listens to this show, you know to DM Minor Vana Toys and Collectibles. He is on Facebook, in-person shopping by appointment only. Tell him that the podcast of pain sent you and tell him that you want your set of Twisted Funko Pops. They will go fast. I think he said he's only ordering like 100 cartons. I don't know how many sets that is, but they're going to go fucking fast. This is pretty highly anticipated for the Twisted community. So get the fuck on it. DM Minor Vana Toys and Collectibles on Facebook. Tell him he does PayPal. He does credit card. He does Venmo, I think. You're going to catch him at Astronomicon 6 in the vendor room. That's where I met that motherfucker, and he's got me on a tab now which I'm going to have to start fucking selling blood and semen and hair just to fucking pay that motherfucker. But hit him up, Minor Vana Toys and Collectibles. All right, so the halfway mark, I'm going to go ahead and just start talking about the main topic, which is Christmas movies. Uh, I had tasked Will and myself to do top five. Top five movies that we watched as a kid growing up for, for Christmas and a top five list for the ones that we hold dear to ourselves now as grown adults. Because your taste is going to change. Mine did. And uh, I'm pretty hardcore. I have a couple of notable mentions on here as well. And uh, just to make the podcast of pain a little bit more special, I'm going to start reaching out to you motherfuckers individually. Since Will ain't here, I want to have some kind of goddamn conversation with somebody else so I'm not just talking to myself. I know Bill Bird does it. Hey, how are you? 
I just, I don't, I feel weird doing it. I feel weird being a solo host on a podcast. I feel like I bore you guys. But even still, I'm going to try and hit up one of you motherfuckers real quick after I finish this beer. Are you starting a new business and you need an eye-catching logo? Are you working on a big project for the office and you just can't nail that artwork? Perhaps you've written the next best-selling kids book, but you can't draw. With that deadline rapidly approaching, it sounds like you might need a miracle. So let Chimera Design be the answer to your prayers. Chimera Design works with all mediums and specializes in all kinds of artwork, from logos, t-shirt design, book covers, children's book illustration, board game and card game design, and more. There's really no job too big or too small, because Chimera Design can do it all. So if you have an idea, let Chimera Design get to work for you. Email brianritson at gmail.com. That's brian, R-I-T-S-O-N, at gmail.com. Or find Chimera Design on Facebook. Chimera Design. Let them get to work for you. And that's a perfect place to put a commercial. So, let's go on the list. Who is active currently on? (sighs) I'm going to go ahead and hit up Curtis. Fuck it. Curtis of Tactical Trash Out. He probably won't answer. That's fine. He's probably still burying Ashley in his backyard right now. Yeah, fuck him. All right, well, that's unfortunate. Let's see if I can try and get somebody else on the line here. Nope, nope, nope. You're a dick. You're a douche. You're not going to answer. Fuck it. All right, let's try. Let's try David. I haven't talked to that motherfucker in a minute. Let's try him. <clears throat> Facebook. Y'all some boring motherfuckers, man. I tell you what. All right, fuck you too, David. God damn. Um, anybody else that's currently on? I know Ross isn't going to fucking answer. Shell doesn't listen to my motherfucking podcast because he's a bitch out in goddamn uh, Brooklyn. Let's see. Let's let's do this. Let's get the fucking homie on the line. Let's see if sterile air will pick up. What up? Yo. You're on the podcast of pain, dude. You got a minute? What's up, Avery? (laughs) What's she mowing on? Apple. Yeah, get some apples. That sounds good right now. So I I just had one quick question for you. I'll just take up a quick minute of your time. I'm talking about Christmas movies. So Christmas if you had to, yeah, so if you had to pick your favorite Christmas movie as a kid and your favorite Christmas movie as a grown up now, what would it be? As a kid? Yeah. Gremlins. All right, good shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a Christmas movie, right? Hell yeah, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's got I mean it's got lots of destruction and shit, but it's it takes place in the snow. Santa Claus gets attacked, there's presents. Yeah, I'd so say I'd yeah. say Gremlins uh as an adult, I, I think I'd have to probably, because I watch it during Halloween and Christmas, it's Nightmare Before Christmas. How did I know that? Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd almost have to guess that one. Hell you? yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a classic, too. That's on my list, too. So, um, yeah. all right, man. That's all I needed. I'm just getting a couple of people to give me some tidbits on their, their takes on Christmas movies before I go down my list. Gremlins is, yeah, on, yeah. Gremlins is on my adult list, so if that says anything. <laughs> Gremlins is the shit. Hell yeah, it's still the shit. All right, man. Well, you guys have a good night, and I will see you when I see you. They see ya. Bye, Avery. Bye. 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 He's your bear. They see ya. <laughs> Peace <laughs> out. Aha! So Arrow came through. Fuck the rest of you motherfuckers, man. Goddamn boring-ass bitches. So, Errol mentioned uh, Gremlins as a childhood favorite. It's still a favorite on my adult list, as well as Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton, that's a classic amongst a lot of you fucking weirdos. I'm one of those weirdos. Um, so, like that, without any further ado, man, um, let me go ahead and go down through some of the notable mentions. The Grinch, 
both the Jim Carrey and the animated classic uh, Burl Ives. I believe that is who the who did the voice of that. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Who also played Kirby, the vacuum cleaner, and a brave little toaster. If you know, you know. And I believe he also played Tony the Tiger, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I think I only saw that movie one or two times as a kid. I don't remember it much. I remember the song more than anything. Those uh, Dr. Seuss cartoons always kind of, those the who's, you know, the who's it's and what's it's, they always kind of creeped me out. But whatever. It's a classic. It's You can't deny Jim Carrey's movie was a fucking classic. Homegirl that played Cindy Lou Who in that film is a fucking hottie. The Pretty Reckless. That's a pretty dope band. Um, yeah, and see, that's the thing. That's the thing that sucks about having to record this fucking shit again because I talked to Will pretty extensively about the cast of The Grinch and uh, just all the people that were in that. Jeffrey Tambor, who I grew up watching, like Mr. Mom. Um, Clint Howard's in it. Ron Howard's in it. Oh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I forgot they had a, they had a uh, 2018 with Benedict Cumberbatch. It was animated, right? Okay, so let's see. Jim Carrey, Jeffrey Tambor, Christine Baranski, who's always a bitch in whatever the fuck she plays, whether it's uh, Cruel Intentions or even Big Bang Theory, she was kind of a bitch. Bill Irwin, who played the dad, Lou Who. Lou Lou Who. He was also in my... No, not my cousin, Vinny. It was uh, My Blue Heaven mob movie. If you guys haven't heard our mob-related... Anyway, he was also Mr. Noodle, Mr. Noodle's brother on uh, Sesame Street long ago. Molly Shannon was in it. Clint Howard, as I mentioned. Mindy Sterling, who plays Frau in Austin Powers. Lots of fucking people. I think I also remember mentoring, uh, mentioning, uh, mentioning Rance Howard. He was, uh, I think that's got to be a relation to the Howards. That would make sense. Anyway, he's dead now. Uh, he was in Splash with Tom Hanks and John Candy back in the day. It's one of those things that sticks out in my head because I always used to watch movies instead of going outside and conversing with other fucking kids. Well, it doesn't matter now. Like, look how far it got me. I still see them same dipshits at work and on my route and uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, David Costable, Costable, the guy that plays Gail Bettiger on uh, Breaking Bad, he's in it. James Ritz, Deep Roy. Deep Roy's a good one. He's in there. He always plays like uh, he played the the racing snail guy in Never Ending Story. He was uh, the Oompa Loompa in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, that's a good flick, man. I, I really dug the soundtrack, too. I think Jim Carrey did a really phenomenal job. I mentioned at a movie theater... Uh, when I worked at movie a movie theater, when it came out, it was chaos. It was total fucking chaos. There was kids, people, popcorn, bags, shit everywhere. It was a it was a horrible experience as an usher and as a projectionist. At this point in time, that was probably the biggest movie that I had ever been a part of. Yes, yes. There were points where we had oversold the theaters, which I don't even know how the fuck that's possible. I mean, everything's computerized. Your computer tells you that Theater 3 has 150 seats. How the fuck do you sell 200 fucking tickets for that? It just it doesn't make any sense, but it happened. There were people in the aisles tripping over people. It was fucking chaos. Um, I, always, I still have a little PTSD from that. Also, um, a notable mentions, we have Edward Scissorhands, which is, it's still a classic. It just doesn't make the cut as far as a Christmas movie for me. It's probably going to be on my top 10, just because I, I find that character, I find those situations so relatable. I know. Call me a weirdo. I am a weirdo. It doesn't matter. Whatever. A lot of great actors and actresses in that cast. As well, uh, let's see, Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder. Uh... Weiss, Weiss, Weiss. Diane Weiss, the mom from Lost Boys, she was in it. The dad, uh, I see the dad's face. I can't think of his fucking name right off. That's going to bug me. Anyway, uh, Anthony Michael Hall was in that. He played, I, I think that was the first villainous role I saw him in. That kind of, it was kind of terrifying because you're so, you're always so used to him playing a nerd and shit, you know? So that was, that's, that's always going to be on my list. Vincent Price is in that motherfucker too. 
Uh, let's see what else we got. We got Elf. I am not. I am not a fan of Will Ferrell. Okay, I'm going to say that right now. Uh, I will admit when things are funny. Like Talladega Nights, I laugh my ass off. Uh, Step Brothers is, is funny as fuck. I laugh my ass off at that. I think that Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are a great team. But I'm just not a fan of Will Ferrell. I don't put them, I don't, he's not, I don't put him on a pedestal like so many other people do. You know, it's not a fucking favorite movie of mine. Elf, I saw one goddamn time because now it's on the same, the same path as uh, Christmas Story. You know, it's on for 24 hours, I believe. I don't know if they're still doing that with Christmas Story, but that, that TBS, that TNT shit that they used to do, burned me the fuck out on that movie. And that is why. A Christmas Story is no longer on my favorite grown-up Christmas list. It uh, it dies a fucking death on my childhood favorites. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Christmas with the Cranks. Now, I mentioned that I tried to get a hold of Curtis. And I don't know, he's out there burying Ashley's body right now. And that's why he can't answer his phone. But he mentioned to me on episode 16.1... That uh, Christmas was the crank. Uh, Christmas with the cranks. I believe that was Tim Allen and uh, who's that bitch that fucked up Halloween? Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. That was a favorite movie of his, and his mom gave him shit, or his mother-in-law gave him shit because there was boobs or talk of boobs or something. All I remember boobs. We had the conversation about Jamie Lee Curtis and her boobs. That came up a couple times on this episode, but well, whatever. Um. Also, the claymation versions, man. Anybody that grew up in the fucking 80s and before that, maybe the 90s. I don't remember if they still played them in the 90s. But the claymation version of uh, the holiday films, like Snow, uh, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Little Drummer Boy. Those were fucking awesome. They were dumb. They were cool for what they were at the time. I couldn't imagine why. I don't think my kids would sit and watch those now. I don't think they would give a fuck. I think, like, the... I think there's been a... I think that magic for just kids in general, not just my kids, but I think kids in general for that whole holiday magic is gone. You know what I mean? It's not as an exciting time, and we're still dealing with, like, COVID and monkeypox and all this other bullshit. And I just too much of my, my childhood is gone, you know? Like my mom's not here anymore. My grandpa's not here anymore. It's not the same. It's hard to celebrate that same shit with that same amount of energy and excitement and happiness. You know, with stuff like that. And I think that's a good reason why those movies don't do it for me anymore. On to uh, my childhood list. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, man. I was a hardcore Nickelodeon freak. Back when Nickelodeon was the shit. Like, you can't do that on television. Uh, what else was on there? Salute Your Shorts. You know, this is pre, pre-Rugrats. pre You know, pre-Doug, pre-Rocco's Modern Life. Like, we had shows like... Fucking Hey Dude was on there. You know, everything back in the day on Nickelodeon was so awesome. Ren and Stimpy, like back when it was hardcore Ren and Stimpy, where they gave zero fucks. But Emmett Otter, it predates that. It was a Jim Henson production. It was, uh, and it took place in the olden days, man. So basically they had wash tubs and they had a specific person in town. They took their, their laundry to to be laundered and washed and delivered back to them, you know. And Emmett Otter and his mother are looking for Christmas presents for one another. You know, like, how are we going to make money and have a good Christmas and blah, blah, blah. We're going to raise money, so I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And they meet somewhere in the middle, you know. Riverbottom Nightmare Band It's probably the most notable thing I remember. I love that song. I looked it up on YouTube. And when I started downloading music, like with back in the Napster days, I would download that fucking song because it was the shit. Couldn't get my kids to watch that shit now. I don't think they would give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't think they would give a fuck. But if you're a fan of the 80s, man, you grew up with the 80s, and you know that, then, you know, fist bump to you. Uh, another one, I mentioned Christmas Story, man. I really loved it. I watched it over and over and over again. I think it was a movie that I probably watched, even when it wasn't the holidays. You know, we had a, we had it one of the many tapes that we had recorded off of uh, HBO and Skinamax and all that shit. Uh, I don't think I ever owned a copy of that until later on in life. But by that time, I was already so burnt out on it. It didn't matter. Didn't care anymore. I am also, I'm, I'm torn whether or not I want to see this, this sequel 
to a Christmas story. I think it's called The Christmas Story Christmas. And it has most of the principal cast returning, except, of course, for Darren McCafferty because he passed away a couple years ago. I am a little salty at the whole thing. I've pretty much written it off because Melinda Dillon, the woman that actually played Ralphie and Randy's mom in the original film, she was also the mom in Harry and the Hendersons. I can't think of anything else right off, but she did not return as Mrs. Parker. That that kind of that was kind of salty to me. Uh, Will had mentioned that maybe she had retired from acting, and at that point, if that's the case, cool. I guess I would have rather her been killed off as well or died off in the story than be replaced. That's another one of those things with my nerd fucking OCD that just really pisses me off and rubs me the wrong way. But um. One thing I do with movies that are out and I'm unsure if I want to watch them, I will spoil it for myself. I will go to IMDb or I will go to Wikipedia and I will look through the plot. And from what it sounds like, it's not too hokey. I think it captures the same uh, spirit of the original Christmas story. It brings back a majority of the original cast, including uh, Flick, Schwartz, Scott Farkas, uh, Grover Dill. It also brings back the Bumpuses. Not I mean, not obviously we didn't see the originals, but the the Bumpuses uh, are back in the house. And I was also worried about whether or not the original brother Randy was going to return. He's back in the house. I don't know how much of a uh, how much of a party is, but he's also in this film. So I'm kind of tempted to get HBO Max for a spell just to check this out just to relive that little bit of childhood, see if it makes, you know, an impact or whatever like that, see if it makes me happy. Ghostbusters, when they redid uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I thought that was really well done. I'm irritated that they want to do more. I don't think there's anything else to do. I I really don't care to see another Ghostbusters at this point. I think they wrapped everything up really nice. And I hope that that's the same thing with the Christmas Story Christmas. So we'll see. Um... Prancer. That was one. That was a you know a very that was for kids. A lot of these a lot of these movies, man, might be a, a niche a niche group of individuals. This was a kid kid move movie. Um, it was about a little girl who finds a reindeer and she thinks it's Prancer and she's trying to hide it in her barn and her dad's a hunter and all hell breaks loose. She's trying to basically get word to Santa. Like I have Prancer in my barn. Come get him, So you guys can have Christmas. You know what I mean? I don't want Christmas to be fucked up because Prancer's in my barn. You know, it was a cute movie. I could probably convince my kids at this point to watch that movie. I don't think it's too out of their range. Uh, this one's going to irritate a lot of you guys. A Christmas vacation, national lampoons, Christmas vacation. I know it's a favorite for a lot of you guys. But as I mentioned, man, you know, Christmas just doesn't hit the same. My mom's gone. My grandpa's gone. Christmas, holidays, just everything. It's not the same anymore. That was one of her favorite movies. And she would quote that motherfucker like nobody's business. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, shitter's full, shitter's full. You know, hey, Grizz, where'd you get a tree that, or where are you going to put a tree that big? You know, everybody, we, she had everybody beat as far as quoting that fucking movie. And it's just, it's another movie that I think I burnt myself on because I watch it every year. You know, it was on the, on the list. You have to watch it at least once a year for Christmas. And it just doesn't hit the same anymore. So I can't watch it anymore. I still, you know, the whole, I mean, it doesn't, uh, everything in the movie, the jokes are still kind of funny. It just overall doesn't hit the same, you know. Like if you were to go like to a favorite restaurant that your parents used to take you to as a kid, you know, and you don't go there anymore because, you know, it's a, I don't know, it's a different owner or maybe the food doesn't quite have the same oomph. Maybe your parents passed away and you just don't want to relive that shit without, I don't know. It, it's one of those things. It's one of those personal things. I don't like to watch it anymore. That brings us to uh, my main top five list that I will watch every year as a grown-up. On my list, some of them might be a little untraditional. And th- before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and say that Die Hard, yes, is definitely a Christmas movie. I think uh, Will and I, Will and I had discussed uh, what elements make a Christmas movie. What elements make a movie a Christmas movie? Does it have to have Santa in it? Does it have to have reindeers in it? Does it have to have snow 
Does it have to take place in December? You know, is there a combination of elements? And we're, I mean, we're still about a month away from Christmas. So if you feel, feel free, comment wherever you're listening to podcasts. Do, uh, I don't know, send me an email at the podcast of pain at gmail.com. Let's talk about it. Maybe we'll revisit this next week when Will is not playing Xbox, bitch. <laughs> we'll talk about it. What makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie? I want to discuss this. Uh, with that, Die Hard is definitely on my list. It is a Christmas movie. It, Yeah, you might get a little jaded with all, uh, a lot of the explosions and gunfire and killing and all this other bullshit, but it's a Christmas party. There is a Christmas present. I believe there's a Santa Claus and a Christmas tree. It's a Christmas movie, man. It takes place. Come on. That's the whole point of John McClane being where he was. It was a Christmas party. Definitely a Christmas movie. Nowadays, I take a, I, I sit and I laugh. We actually watched this part of this movie at Minor Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles at our homie's Matt's, at the homie Matt's house. And uh, we discussed it as well. It's definitely a fucking Christmas movie. I have my oldest convinced that, yes, it's a Christmas movie, and this is why. But we laughed at the scene where I forget the fucker's name. It's, he's the tall German guy with the glasses, and he's the guy with the really bad stunt actor during the fight scene with John McClane. You cannot kill me. You are police. There are rules for policemen. But, uh, yeah, he's got that really fucking bad wig on, and it's quite obviously not that same guy. But we laughed about that. Uh, if you guys are a fan of Ghostbusters, Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian. I forget the actor's name right off, but he is also one of the terrorists in this movie. See if you can pick him out. Uh, it's also funny to mention that amongst all these German terrorists, you got the one English-speaking black guy, you got the one American, the one American white guy at the desk, and then you got Al Leong or Al Jiang. I think it's Leung, the guy that played uh, Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He is also one of the terrorists, one of the henchmen in Die Hard. It's just, it's just amazing to me that this group of diverse characters get together somehow, some way in the 80s. There was no Facebook. There was no texting. There were no message boards. It, it, how do you guys exactly get together? You know what I mean? Like, you got a black guy who went to MIT, and that's how he knows how to do hacking and all this other bullshit. But how does he meet Hans Gruber? How does he meet Hans Gruber's left-hand man? How does how do all these guys get together and, and start a fucking conversation and decide they're going to take over Nakatomi Plaza, you know, on Christmas? How, how does that conversation happen? I just, I don't know. I want to talk about it. I think maybe closer to Christmas... We should discuss it and throw these ideas around. Anyway, next on the list, we have Trading Places. Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis. Another mention of Jamie Lee Curtis. Another Christmas mention of Jamie Lee Curtis. Except back in the day, her movies were awesome. Her movies were awesome. She always kind of played the same kind of character. I think she always had short hair playing these kind of characters. And I think she always showed her boobs in these movies. That was a plus. But the whole um, identity theft thing, I think that movie could go over pretty well if they tried to remake it. I mean, they they would fuck it up. But I think trying to make a movie like that, I think it would go over pretty well nowadays. Uh, that's a favorite of mine. I like a lot of the jokes. Beef, for, beef jerky time. Happy Merry New Year. Also on the list, we have Better Off Dead. I saved that for the last uh, for the last one, but I think it's I'm gonna change the order up this time around. Better Off Dead, John Cusack is one of my man crushes. Well, not so much anymore, but he used to be one of my man crushes. And I would pay attention to each and every one of his movies. Very creepy, I know. But this was one of the movies, this was another movie that me um, me and my family would watch all the time. And we would have those jokes. But it's kind of a dark, it's almost like a dark comedy. You have to check it out. Lane Meyer, John Cusack, um, gets broken up with by his girlfriend, Beth. And he decides he wants to try and kill himself. And he comes up with all these different ways of killing himself, and then he backs out at the last second, whatever. It's a comedic, it's a lot of comedic uh, comedy wrapped up in that. His best friend, Curtis Armstrong, or uh, Charles DeMars in this, doesn't really help him a whole lot either. Uh, let's see. Who's that pervert from Nickelodeon? Uh, Dan, 
He was in Good Burger. He has a role in this movie, too. But it's funny. It's a funny, cute little movie. If you're a fan of Porky's, Porky's also um, uh, plays a role in this movie. It's a good flick. Uh, skiing, lots of comedy, jokes that probably wouldn't go over very well today. Ends on a good note. Soundtrack's pretty badass. Better Off Dead. I think it was produced by Savage uh, Steve Holland. We like. I think I heard rumor that he perished in a, a car accident, but I believe he has something to do with Big Bang Theory. So it might not have been the same guy. It might not have been an accurate report. Whatever. Better off dead. Check it out. John Cusack in his better days. Honestly, I always liked his movies earlier in his career. The movies he does now are just fucking weird, artsy, and he's always vaping. That just bugs the fuck out of me. All right, so here's a special treat for you, uh, my oldest daughter, Lena. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, if I don't know if Nightmare Before Christmas is one. That's it's good. One. Your uncle Errol actually described uh, actually he, said that was one of his favorites. Oh, he did. Yep. He was oh. On, yep. He was on the podcast a couple minutes ago, and he said that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of his favorites as a grown up. Um, the first Home Alone. Yeah, that got mentioned a couple times too. Yeah. Um. Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. <laughs> You're just saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Yeah, I'm just saying Everybody and their mom mentioned that on the podcast already. So uh, it's, see, it's definitely a it's definitely a movie um, for Christmas. Christmas Story. Did I say that? No, you didn't say that no, yet. No, Christmas Story. All right. Um, What else? Nope. Not any. That's it? Yep. Anything else you want to say to the podcast listeners? Um... No. <laughs> I'm just thinking. What are you uh what are you hoping for for Christmas this year? Uh well mostly you guys are gonna give us clothes, that's all. <laughs> you guys don't fucking take care of nothing. Uh, <laughs> Tablets have got cracks in them. Your Funkos are all mangled. <laughs> no, first of all, it was only one time of the Funkos. Second of all, uh the um the screen save it was just this. Oh, so the screen saver was the crack, not the actual screen. All right, well, consider me schooled. Yes. All right, well, thank you, darling, for your input on Christmas movies. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye, Padcasters. Uh, what else we got? We got Gremlins on the list. Gremlins, the original Gremlins, 1984, still a favorite. Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates. Um, if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, the the guy that plays Mike Ehrmantraut is in it. See if you can pick him out, because a lot of people fucking flip out when I point him out. Um, I always like the fact that I heard that there's there was a violent, a more of a violent ending for the mom, like the gremlins cut her fucking head off, and you would see it rolling and bouncing down the steps. I always kind of wanted to get a hold of a a copy of that version of the script, but it quickly became a child friendly. More of a child friend. It's not entirely child friendly. I know kids probably freak the fuck out. But uh yeah, it was more of a child friendly, family oriented type of movie. And they toned it down quite a bit. Corey Feldman's in it. One of his earlier uh probably mid molestation part of his career. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't laugh at that. It's not funny. It's funny because it's not me. Um well, yeah, that's also a Christmas movie. I can't believe anybody would argue that this is a Christmas movie. Santa Claus, Christmas tree, Christmas presents, Christmas shopping, snow. That's another one of those movies that bug me because the, the, the gremlins were out in the snow. Snow is essentially frozen water, you know? So why didn't they multiply? Because, you know, whatever. You know, another thing, too, is like they, they dove into the stripe, dove into the fucking swimming pool, right? And then those assholes went the fuck outside. Nobody caught pneumonia, you know? They didn't fuck them up being wet and then being out in the fucking freezing cold. Weird. Finally, finally, we have entered entered the last, the last movie on the list. Let me see one more time if I can get a hold of anybody on this fucking, on this goddamn thing. Uh, nobody's available. Nobody I want to talk to. Yeah, so fuck y'all, man. I want to reach out and I want to make this more interactive. But not this time. Not today. So, the last movie on my list of favorite adult Christmas films, personally, for me, is Scrooged. Bill Murray, 
Carol Kane, uh, a couple of Bill Murray's brothers are in it. Who else we got? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Trainer, who was the mom in Gremlins as well as Monster Squad. She's in it. Uh, like I said, Carol Kane and Ramsey, also from the Goonies, is in it. I think that's her one of her last roles. But yeah, it's a it's a nice spin on the Charles Dixon Dickens classic. You know, I didn't appreciate it as much now, but I think uh, as far as my Christmas spirit, I am super close to Frank Cross. I just don't give a fuck. I think Christmas is for kids. It's it's bullshit. If I can capitalize and make money off of the people that buy into the shit still, then I'm gonna do it. If uh, I can make you listen to a podcast on Christmas, then I'll fucking do it. You know, that's where my heart is for Christmas. I mean, you know, I still try and keep up the keep up the attitude for the kids. I still want it to be a happy time for the kids. But I personally don't give a shit. Like I said, man, uh, family's gone. You know, you don't talk to people. The Things just aren't the same. Christmas doesn't hit the same as when you were a kid. You know, props to those that make it work, man. But I, it's just not my shit anymore. It's not my stick anymore. Um, but yeah, that's a classic. I always have to fucking watch that movie. I don't care if it's midnight on the day after Christmas. I'm going to watch that son of a bitch. Favorite movie. I will quote, quote that motherfucker all day. Bobcat Goldthwait's in it. Buster Poindexter's in it. Um, Jesus. What's your favorite scene in Scrooged? That's, that's what I could do, man. I can ask you. If you guys are listening to this, uh, I would like to revisit this on the next episode and collect your input, your favorite Christmas movies, your favorite scenes from Christmas movies. What makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? Because if it's just the fact that it takes place during Christmas, you know, or there's snow outside or whatever, technically, A Princess Bride is a Christmas movie. You don't believe me? Watch it again. Watch it closely. Watch it really closely. There are Christmas lights in that motherfucker. Blew my mind the last time I watched it. So, yeah, man, hit me up, podcast of pain, the podcast of pain at gmail.com. I am still banned on Facebook. Thank you for all you fucking soft-witted, goddamn, touchy-ass motherfuckers that can't take a joke or allow me to have my own sense of humor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm, it's, not, it's not even directed at anybody in particular. You know, you don't like it, so you fucking flag it, and I don't get to fucking post for 30 days. It's annoying. It's really, it's, you know, that's your fucking clubhouse. You know, if I, well, I don't like computer geeks, so you can't, you can't ride in my car. You can't shop where I shop. You can't watch the same stuff I watch. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? When it's, when it's you. Fuck. Get off your fucking soapboxes. Anyway, um... Going down to my notes now, the wrap-up. Thanks again for chilling with us, well, with me, because that bitch Will's a bitch. It just pisses me off. That motherfucker didn't even say, nah, I don't feel like doing it today. Just completely ghosted me. He's probably got a fucking goddamn uh, toasted half nacho cheese supreme burrito hanging out of his fucking mouth, playing Call of Duty with his fucking brother and whatever. That's fine. That's fine. I know I can count on Errol. Can't count on David. Can't count on fucking Curtis. Bunch of bitches. You guys are... Um, Brian's not even on, so I couldn't even call him. I don't... I'd rather not bug him. I don't know what kind of hours he keeps. But, uh... Oh, Grits is on there. Fuck Grits, too. Did I ask him? I asked him. I'll ask him. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with him really quick. This is the end of the podcast. He gets his last... He gets the Jerry Springer final thought. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, this is the end of the podcast episode. I'm getting ready to post, so I wanted to get your your feedback on your favorite Christmas movies. Like top five or just favorite? Just your favorite off the top of your head. Man, uh, I guess I want to lean towards Die Hard, but I also like Home Alone, the first one, just because. There's a lot of shenanigans in that one. Yeah, see, I completely overlooked Home Alone. I forgot to mention that one. I think it was on my list last time, and then I lost my notes. So, But Die Hard, definitely. Yeah. That is definitely on uh, my list. One's better than two, because two technically is a uh, Christmas film, too, just at an airport. 
I'm gonna have to relook. I've heard that. I've had. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again because I don't remember that. I remember the snow. I just don't remember the whole Christmas. Actually, now yeah. that I do, I do remember because the the cop that was a dickhead the whole time at the last minute he tells McLean Merry Christmas. So you're right. Right. All right, man. Well, yep. I won't keep you. That's all I wanted. Just something quick. Um, my co-host didn't show up, so <laughs> fuck him. I've been talking <laughs> shit about him. And I wanted to get somebody else's opinion on Christmas movies before I wrap this shit up. So I appreciate uh-huh. it. No problem. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. See you tomorrow. All right. So that's two for two people that didn't let me down. You bunch of bitches. You bunch of fucking sorry assholes. And then I don't even see Matt from My Nirvana on here. I know that he mentioned uh, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. He mentioned a couple of horror movies, horror-related movies. Let me see if I can get that motherfucker on the phone to 11, because he's been, he's been badgering me about this fucking episode, too. Let's see if I can get My Nirvana toys and collectibles on this fucking phone. Hey, what's up, boo? Hey, man, you're on the podcast of pain, finally. I'm wrapping up this episode because Will didn't show up, the bitch. And um, I, I wanted to get a handful of your favorite Christmas movies. Well, of course you know Die Hard. <laughs> That's been mentioned three times already. So, hell yeah, Die Hard. Die Hard. Um, Elf. Will Ferrell, yep. Oh, yes, most definitely. Of course, The Home Alone. Did you like uh, One Better Than Two? Or did you like didn't I even not even care about the sequel or No, the one. All right. The sequels, yeah, I can do without all the sequels. I know. Uh well, you know, classic Silent Night Deadly Night, of course. Yes, sir. It's been a minute since I watched that, so I'm about to pull out the DVD. I just watched it the other night. Yeah. Let's see, what else do we have? Huh. Now I'm drawing a blank. Ah, that's all good. I'm just glad you answered the fucking phone. Nobody else is answering. I always answer the phone when you call. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I finally got you on the podcast from, you know, and we're talking <laughs> Nerdvana. Nerdvana's been mentioned a million times on this episode. So when I finally get it uploaded in the next. Half an hour. Sweet. Just letting you know. But I wanted so to get I can your input. Do it tomorrow while I work? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> work. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I uh, love you. Have a good night. And I will talk love to you, you soon. Love you too, brother. Take care. Peace out. Bye. All right. So thank you to the three people that picked up their fucking phone and gave me their insight. As far as their favorite Christmas movies. Across the board, it sounds like Die Hard is definitely uncontested. It's a Christmas movie. And not only that, it's a favorite Christmas movie. So get your shit together. Next week, uh, Mr. Andy Lockwood has been tasked to give me a, a topic. So whether or not that happens, we'll find out. Anyway, until then, thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Cowabunga!